All right. So now we've started. <laughs> hey, Gabriel, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Zach. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, so yeah, this is a little bit different. Um, uh, so if in previous episodes you've heard by my voice, but you haven't heard Gabriel's, um, he is our editor, producer, extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> he's provided all the music and wonderful editing, and has really just made this 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 sort of run so far. Um, but yeah, I just thought we kind of have a little bit of a in between our episode and just talk about what it is exactly we're wanting to do here. Uh, where sort of what our background is, you know, in music and in podcasting and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. So Gabriel, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess my musical background kind of started, you know, as a playing guitar and stuff in, in bands when I was younger. Um, and then when I went to uni, I studied music tech. I got more into the sort of production side of things, more into electronic music. Um, I felt like there was a bit of a limit from what, what I could play on guitar. I wanted to sort of expand out to, you know, producing and, and having more control over things. And then sort of since then, it's sort of turned into um, a, a career where I'm producing music for adverts and um sample packs and sound editing for films as well which is a recent recent sort of development since i did my ma so yeah and then i'm just sort of trying to take on any kind of audio project that i can um and and learn about it yeah really that, that's, that's sort of where i am right now yeah cool so yeah i mean with my background it's not too dissimilar um yeah i did my my undergrad in music and saxophone actually yeah. Um, and then I did a master's in music theory, and then I moved to the good old United Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Um, for a PhD, uh, at the University of Bristol. Yeah, University of Bristol, and you know I've been living in Bristol for the past almost five years, four almost five years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's how we're. This this is kind of how how we know each other. Yeah. We've seen each other at gigs and events and stuff, and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was just sort of a thing where, because I used to have uh, a podcast, Kick Knowledge, which was with Stephen Gilbers, who's a research associate at Groningen in the Netherlands. Um, and we did about, it was 2017 to 2019. Uh, we did that for, we did about 35 episodes or so. All right, it's really fun. Um, but he got busy with his PhD, as, I mean, as did I, and then stuff like the pandemic happened and it just came hard to, I don't know, figure out what is what it was we were doing with that. Um, I don't know. I just kind of got to missing it a little bit. Like there was something I, I found, I like, I don't know. I found a lot of value in just literally just talking to musicians. You know, originally it was like hip hop, you know, producers and rappers and stuff, but it really just artists from any background, just about their creative process and, what they're into there was something really really satisfying and interesting about that so yeah that was just kind of the inspiration was kind of wanting to get back into into doing that and um yeah yeah you just kind of offered your (laughs) your editing editing and producing services and then that's kind of you know how we linked up and then you know there's been four yeah this is i guess sort of a bonus episode but then you know hopefully more to come 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely in, in future as well, I'd, I'd love to sort of take on my own um, interview um, with with somebody in, in the future. I've got a few people in mind, people I went to, to uni with that I think would be fantastic to, to talk to and sort of, yeah, dr drill down into their sort of uh, creative thinking. Um, because I think, yeah, that's the kind of thing about this podcast is not just about, um, you know, I made this stuff and, and here's how I made it. So it's also about people who think a little bit differently. Um, it's not just purely, you know, I use Ableton or I use uh, an MPC and this is and I sort of figure out how to do it. It's more kind of, it seems like the, the guests that we're sort of getting on are, are really like thinking about why rather than just how, if you get me. It sounds a bit pretentious, but I think that that's sort of more interesting is, is the why rather than just how to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, if if the listener is, is also seeing this, but I, I think I saw a TikTok of it where it was um, Rick Rubin talking, I think it was some, inter, I don't know, recent interview where he was talking about, I don't know, his process and he was really trying to downplay. He was like, oh, I don't play instruments. I don't work a board. He just knows taste. Yeah. And there's a sort of weird, I don't know, like there's a sort of weird I guess stereotype or mythicism of music production or music creation within popular music where it's it's yeah like I guess the term like mythicized is, is kind of like he just knows what's good and then it just you know it's just this magical thing where all of a sudden you have good it's like well that's as you know both of us can attest to it's like that's not really how that works yeah yeah definitely you work with really talented people who know what they're doing mm. And it is a very, I don't know, not to say that it isn't magical in any sort of way. I don't know. To yeah. be a little bit cheesy, but, you know, like it's, yeah. you know, there's there's ingredients to it. Like it isn't this magical. Mm. I, don't, I always compare music to cooking. And I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's a very similar process where it's like, no, there's ingredients that you can get that you can, you know, make similar things and make really good things and. You know, the sort of, I don't know, mysticism of it, I, I just think is, this is bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just nonsense to me. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess, you know, talking about the sort of Rick Rubin thing, it's it's sort of like uh, Quincy Jones was another one where he, mm. but he did know what he was doing. Um, he was classically trained, jazz trained musician, but he on thriller and off the wall he didn't play a single instrument he hired the best people that you could mm -hmm. find to to play everything and mix it but he was sort of the overseeing eye on it all that sort of can, can conceptualize an album more so than just like making a beat because i think that there's sort of different levels to producing and there's 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 one not to say one is better than the other people just have their strengths in different areas and i think while rick's you know, he he like he say, he likes to say like he couldn't make a beat and he can't play an instrument, but he can oversee a whole album and sort of make a cohesive piece of music, like guide it. Um, whereas maybe like you know some producers might be more suited to making the individual tracks and they they you know maybe hand off the conceptual part of the album to somebody else to to sort of look at if you get me. Totally. So. Yeah, I yeah. think we've reached an age sort of in music creation where it's become more of an of a verb than a noun 
I don't know if it's ever been just straight up like a noun to be, to be honest. So there's there's a really great um, book by Christopher Small called uh, Musicking, and it's about it's literally about how it's rethinking music as a verb as opposed to a noun, and thinking of it as like an act, you know, something you participate in as opposed to a be, being an object, because it isn't really an object. Like even if you're just listening to it. Like if you just have headphones on and you're listening, you, I would argue that that in itself is a form of musicking because you're listening to it, you're interacting it with it, you're intellectually intellectually engaging with it. You know, like even just even if you're just a part, you know, if you're just an audience member and just taking it in that way, um, whether you know even with your playing, composing, recording, yada yada, like I feel like that's all part of musicking in, in in some facet you know it's just sort of a form of communication and i think um and that's what fascinates me most when it comes to talking about it especially with other people because so many people have different ideas about what that means basically yeah yeah definitely it's quite an interesting sort of idea because i think like you know people sort of think like it's just purely the the artist on the stage that is responsible for the music but i think like yeah definitely the audience as well participation sort of in it and and being in a room and giving it that atmosphere like going and watching like a a, a band on on youtube doing a studio recording is like completely different to sort of seeing it in in the context of like an audience and everything and i think yeah sort of it's, it's like a shared thing that everybody's sharing in the room like a shared enjoyment and that that's what makes a, a good performance definitely yeah yeah and even that, like within that, you know, you have the, you know, let's say you have a band in an audience, but you have the venue and you have the people running the sound and you have the people recording the band on YouTube and then they put it on YouTube and then other people watch it and then they become the audience. And it's just this constant process of, that never really stops. And that's, I, that's fascinating to me that it's just this web, this creative web. Um, mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I want to capture, really. Yeah. And some facet, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's just sort of the mo for this podcast. But in terms of whether or not it does that, I mean, that's entirely up to you. But yeah, I think that's yeah, it's a good way of looking at it because I think there's so many things that sort of come into play with sort of making a record, and then you know having that record then be be popular as well. It's like there's so many different parts of that, um, and sort of seeing like some of my friends become successful in uh releasing music as, as as an artist just seeing like how much sort of personnel it takes to sort of get to that point um in terms of like marketing and promoting but also like putting the records together and distributing it and then you know their sound techs and their band members and everything like that it's a, it's a, like it really takes a village to like get a, an artist off the ground and it takes a lot of people to yeah, yeah, really, really put that all together, and they're all involved equally in in, in making it happen. Because without any of those people, it, it just sort of falls apart, you know. And yeah, it's interesting to me how like there's this sort of idea that because of technology and the internet and stuff, there's this idea that like you can just hit the make music button on the computer and it'll just make music and then you can hit post music and then it'll just boom be famous and it's like no that's 
not how it works. And I don't really know if I'd ever want it to work that way because music involves people and <laughs> it, people like music without people isn't anything like it has value because we give it value. And like, that's a huge part of it is sort of the process, the communication that happens between people. So yeah, it's a good point. I think, especially in the viral age, everybody's, <laughs> I think people definitely do have a perception of it as being like, like you say, like a lot of viral songs and whatever, just sort of, you know, they just hit upload and it happens or like it gets picked up on TikTok. And there are obviously some cases of artists where they've put like a couple of things out and it's just exploded. Like, um, like I was looking into Shiloh Dynasty, who was sampled a lot by Tentacion and like a lot of other artists. Um, it's a person that just put little clips of them playing guitar on Instagram and um, just, yeah, exploded. So it does, it can happen in a way, but I think the majority of the times there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going into it that, that we don't sort of see. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's, that's a good thing. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's a good thing that like, it, like it always involves people and their ideas and interactions between people. And I don't know. I, I feel like, it's almost like pointing that out seems so obvious, but I, I don't know. I guess in, in the age of the internet, sometimes it seems obscured, I guess, that that might not be as obvious because when you're just looking at, you know, a screen, you know, you don't see likes and comments as like actual people. It's just numbers, you know. Yeah, and I've totally done this where it's like I look on my Spotify artists and I'm just like, oh, I have this many listens and this many, you know, and you're not thinking of those as people you're just thinking of them as numbers so where do you want to sort of but how do you see this podcast developing from from where it is now what kind of things do, do you want to sort of do in the future that, that you haven't quite got around to yet well beyond just getting a decent enough audience to really kind of <laughs> i don't know like do this you know semi-regularly um really just kind of I don't want it to make I don't want to make it too complicated where it's really just like the sort of tagline is like ideas about music that's kind of it like I really don't want to make it super complicated and just sort of the fact that you know it's about people within music that just sort of almost goes without saying um I yeah I don't I don't it's one of those things I don't want to make it too complicated I don't want to make it too you know I've I've had meetings and ideas with people on podcast ideas where it's like oh we got to do this and that we got to review this and, we gotta, and it just becomes so complicated and it, it, it just isn't fun at a certain point because everyone wants to have like the hot take and the clickbait and the you know and get on there and it's like i really don't care about that you know <laughs> that's just it's just not interesting to me in any sort of way which is interesting to me is just sort of conversations like this where it's just it's organic and it just we're not really i mean i'm sure there will be hot takes you know on here and like and hot takes are always fun but um hot takes tend to be the most fun when it's it's just like i said like it's organic and it's just someone being passionate about what they're talking about and not just saying it to ruffle some feathers and just piss people off like that's just not interesting to me at all like what i mean 
Yeah, what I just said about Rick Rubin, like, I guess that was kind of a hot take, but I, mean, I don't know. It, it's not like I don't think he's talented or something. I'm quite the opposite. <laughs> I think he's extremely talented, but I think that whole, like, mysticism of sort of what that represents as the producer and how music creation creation works being the sort of I mean on on like the flip side people who like it think it's the sort of mystic sort of magical thing and then people who really dislike it think it's oh it's just people being lazy and they're just hitting a button and then you know and, and like neither of those things are true really <laughs> you know there's a really cool process that goes on to making music nowadays and yeah I just want to shine a light on that basically <clears throat> yeah when i started i definitely was of the thinking of like it, it was sort of a button press sort of thing i think especially watching those launch pad videos on youtube of like people you know they have like the 16 pads or whatever it is and every pad has a different sound loaded into it and they're sort of playing like a song or playing like a mashup of loads of different songs madian had a really popular one called pop culture um which you might have seen at some point but i remember watching that and thinking that's how they do it. Oh, it makes sense. It, like, cause it looks futuristic and the sounds are futuristic. And then I bought one of those things on like my, with like my money from my 15th birthday, I think. And, uh, I like quickly realized, oh, okay, this isn't quite what I thought. Um, I'll actually have to learn how to make these sounds. And then I pretty much never touched that pad again. <laughs> and it's just been like a rabbit hole of actual production, uh, since then. Yeah, it just occurred to me. I don't know if I ever, ever bleh, sorry, I don't know if I ever explained the inspiration. Why can't I talk? I don't know if I ever explained the inspiration for the the title of the podcast, Lightworks. I mean, beyond it, kind of was just the the Jay Dilla song, the Jay Dilla track from Donuts. Um, that was pretty much <laughs> the inspiration. I went through a ton of names, and I was just like, yeah, that works, and I didn't. You know, it wasn't anything more complicated than that. I mean, I guess you could tie in because I said shine a light on music, and then I don't know, maybe there's something metaphorical about that. But I, I really didn't think that hard about it. So, yeah, that's to be determined at a later episode. We'll find yeah. a way to <laughs> make it mean more. <laughs> I don't know. It really, just didn't make sense. I mean, a lot of my academic work is on J Dilla and just being a suit, just. A super fan basically of J. Dillo. Like <laughs> I thought I'd just sort of have that basically as a tribute to him. But and, and that's what I've learned, you know, from writing a little bit of him. Like I'm finishing up my PhD dissertation on J. Dilla and just what I learned from him in terms of how the creative process works when, when making beats especially is just astronomical i don't know like i couldn't i could go on about it for hours and hours and hours but one that's not what the podcast is about and that's i don't know that's just me geeking out so but yeah that was definitely the inspiration for the name you know mm -hmm. it's a good inspiration it was a awesomely talented and creative person who just did so much with so little really <laughs> yeah which is sort of why I, I, I was drawn to Diller as well, because in a world of very like maximal music of having all these options and synthesizers, I think you can end up making something that just doesn't really have any meaning where he, whereas he would take these little bits of records and 
samples and, and whatever he could kind of find and, and make something that just has really lasted the test of time in like a awesome way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's also partially the inspiration was just that whole process of tr- like hearing a piece of music and going, how the hell did they do that? Like, how do they do that? And then, you know, I've been, you know, being on a ton of forums like the SB 404 forums or, the Stones Throw forums or on YouTube or whatever or Reddit or whatever and just people all collectively trying to figure out how did someone make this piece of music? Oh, well, maybe they did it in that sort of way. You know, the way people talk about Jay Dilla like that where it's like, oh my God, it's this scientist and here's how he deconstructed and reconstructed. Like, that's so, that's addictive. Like, talking about that kind of stuff. And yeah, like, I don't know. That's, that's definitely also part of the inspiration for for this podcast it's just that whole interaction is really really fun and really satisfying hi and welcome to lightworks in this episode is just kind of a bonus filler episode between me and my producer editor gabriel hansen in the meantime, this is just kind of a little bonus where we talk about just the inspiration for this podcast and um, kind of ideas we have, stuff we want to do going forward. Um, just a little chat between him and I, and yeah, that's it. So I hope you enjoy. All right, that was me and Gabriel. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. If you like that and you'd like to hear more, check us out on wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, uh, on YouTube. Then make sure to like us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, yeah, thank you for listening.